Hey there, Lions fans. Michael Gray here for the Detroit Lions podcast with a week five edition of About Last Game. Lions take on the Carolina Panthers, and everybody kind of has a chill afternoon. That was fun. Let's hit that music. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Before I get started, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Chris said something about 10,000 people. That's that's good. He got a cookie. Uh, so awesome. Uh, keep it up. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell. Make sure you stay up to speed on everything the channel's doing because uh, we've got a lot of hardworking people at DLP and me doing what I do. So uh, be a part of that. Let's start with the obvious fact that as a fan, strictly as a fan of the Detroit Lions, that was probably the most relaxing Sunday afternoon in recent memory. The game was never in doubt. The defense was suffocating. The offense was outstanding. The run game worked. The pass game worked. None of the injuries seemed to matter. All of the things that Lions fans are, let's be honest, completely unaccustomed to. Just a smooth, easy, no-doubter of a game. The Lions are a good team. The Carolina Panthers are hot garbage. And it looked like a good team playing hot garbage. Carolina's got a lot of work to do. They're in the beginning phases of what the Lions are now in year three of. And that was just a mellow afternoon. I don't remember one that's been like that in a long, long time. As a fan, strictly as a selfish Detroit Lions fan, that was the calmest, most chill game in recent memory. And I thank them for it. Now let's get into the nuts and bolts of the thing, shall we? The next man up philosophy It's uh, one of the biggest coaching cliches out there, if not the biggest coaching cliche. It's right up there with this game is the most important game because it's the next game and that's the the game. Coaching cliches. They're, they're not a lot of fun, but they're there for a reason and the Lions have absolutely proven that this year. You lose Amon Ross St. Brown, you lose Jameer Gibbs, you lose Brian Branch. You roll out there, Jonah Jackson gets dinged up, Emmanuel Mosley gets to return to the field for two plays, and then he's back out, and thoughts with that dude, because that's tough to come back on the one-year anniversary of blowing out your left ACL and then do it to the right side. Hate to see that for that guy, but the Lions, they just keep rolling, and so you've got dueling issues. One, you have these major starters that are all playing huge roles on your offense and your defense that are out. And so you've got to drop off and play. Then you've got the guys that are rolling in that have got to be ready to go and on short notice. Because in the case of a guy like Gibbs or Amon Ross St. Brown, those injuries happen during the week. And all of a sudden, you've got to get other guys up and on the field. It is a testament to this coaching staff and how they're hitting on all cylinders right now. that They continually roll with the punches as the injury bug has bitten and bitten and bitten again. And the Lions are no different than any other team. I don't want to intimate that every team deals with a rash of injuries. But the Lions are doing good work with backups and with depth. You've got a ton of credit that you have to give to Brad Holmes, who in three years has turned this roster around to the point to where when you have injuries, that the guys that are second and third on the depth chart are good enough to go out there and get the job done. 
and get the job done in convincing fashion. You wouldn't have necessarily known that Brian Branch was missing. You wouldn't have necessarily known that Amon Ross St. Brown was out because eight guys had receptions on that team. More on that in a little bit. So you've got guys getting quality minutes, getting coached up, being put in positions to make plays, and then making plays. This is an absolutely sound, competent NFL franchise in that regard, and that is not something we've been able to say for a, a long, long time as Lions fans. Fact of the matter is, there were a fair number of people, I know because I saw you on Twitter and in the Slack channel, who thought this was a perfect opportunity for the Lions to come out and trip on their shoelaces with all of the requisite excuses about the depth and the injuries on both the offense and defensive side. And not only did they not do that, they rolled through like they didn't miss a beat. Speaking of guys being out and guys stepping up, can we talk for a second about David freaking Montgomery? This guy is the exact embodiment of what Dan Campbell wants the offense to be all about. He just goes out there, rolls out another 100-yard game on 19 carries, offers up a glimpse of the big explosive play that Jamal Williams in that role last year just could not provide. No slight to Jamal Williams. Love that guy. But the fact of the matter is, David Montgomery is a much bigger playmaker than he was given credit for. You're seeing it time and time again with the way they roll out and absolutely depend on this guy. This was only underlined all the more by Gibbs being out. Without Jameer Gibbs in there and not having your off-speed pitch, you just relied on your fastball. And your fastball was plenty. So many of the post-game interviews in that locker room revolved around guys that are absolutely infatuated with what this dude brings to the offense. The fact of the matter is, David Montgomery has been the key in the offseason so far for Brad Holmes. Bringing him in gives this offense the identity that it needs. It opens up everything in the playbook for Ben Johnson and for Jared Goff to do what he needs to do. And David Montgomery is balling out. Absolutely massive game from him at a time when they needed it. And there is no reason to think that there are more of those in the future as this guy is going to go on and have a career year. I think he's two touchdowns away from his all-time best season. It's a fair bet he'll have that before Halloween. And David Montgomery, as much as anybody in the draft or in free agency, is accounting for the improvement of this Lions team this year and the forging of the identity that we've all come to understand. On to the defense. And the Lions have a defense like a real live defense. As it stands right now, as of this recording, the Lions are ninth in the league in total yards allowed. Four of the teams in front of them have only played four games. That means they're actually closer to a top five position in total yards allowed. There is not anybody that predicted quite that big of a turnaround, at least no one that I can find in this Lions defense. It's been amazing. They're also tied for fourth in interceptions as they have cranked up the turnover machine the last couple of weeks. This defense is real, and you're finally starting to see what Aaron Glenn can do as a defensive coordinator because now he's got the dudes. Fact of the matter is, the first year he was in Detroit, there is nothing and no one that could have coached that mess any better than Aaron Glenn did. The second year, they showed improvement down the stretch. The defense got better after a historically bad start. This year, they have come out punching above their weight. And you're starting to see just exactly what Aaron Glenn wants to do defensively now that he's got guys throughout the entire roster that know what to do and can make plays. In that vein, Aiden Hutchinson. 
Aiden Hutchinson's a freaking superstar. That, that's we, we've got to you got to stop with the oh he's a high motor guy and he's a high effort guy. Yeah, all of those things are true, but he's also a superstar. And if there's anybody left out there in the NFL community that doesn't know about him by season's end, you're going to know about him. That interception play was insane. And uh, quick aside, Aiden, join me over here. Um, please, please never take a hit like that again. Um, that one to the side after the interception. Yeah, no, that's everybody in the living room got real, real quiet there for just a second. That one, that one looked horrible. So let's not do that again. But everything else, another, as uh, Ash put it, sack pick game. He's just going to start calling him a hutch, which is fine. Um, the guy is one interception away from the all-time franchise record, and he's done it in a little less than a than a season and a half for defensive linemen. It's amazing to see the way that he's playing. And again, cannot give enough credit to Aaron Glenn and the way that he has handled this defense and managed all three levels as he's maneuvered through injuries and different moves on the depth chart as he's incorporated rookies like Brian Branch and Jack Campbell. And uh, at least according to Dan Campbell, we'll be seeing more of Jack Campbell soon as they get him folded more and more into the defense. It has been an amazing turnaround. Absolutely stunning. And it was on full display as they came out and choked the life out of Carolina in this game. Right from the beginning, Carolina made the bold move to not defer when they won the toss. They wanted the ball and they went out and they got the life choked out of them by this defense. The cool thing is a run game, mentioned David Montgomery, and defense, talking about all of these dudes, those things travel. And they tend to win games late in the season, which is a good thing because there's two road games coming up. Back to back, and they're big ones, starting with that one in Tampa Bay. More on that later in the week. This defense has been balling out. It's been fun to watch, and there's no reason to believe as they start to get healthy on that defense, it's going to get anything but better. I mentioned the wide receivers, and there were eight people that caught passes, and the wide receivers just keep showing up. Amon Ross St. Brown is out, so Josh Reynolds shows up, goes four for 76 and a touchdown. Khalif Raymond, three catches. On three targets. Sam Laporta, yes, I know, not technically a wide receiver, but he just continues his record-setting pace at tight end, not only making everybody forget about TJ Hawkinson, but he's starting to creep into territory where he's going to be a top three, top five guy at the position, period. Not for rookies, for anybody. Uh, He is playing phenomenal ball. David Montgomery kicking in some catches, and yes, there was a... There was a there was a Jameson sighting, and it wasn't me pounding Irish whiskey in the lament of another loss. No, no, no. Jameson Williams got out there and had the uh, the exact slow start that Dan Campbell kind of thought that maybe he would when he slow played Jameson's return to the roster. Had a couple of catches. This is a guy with one catch on nine targets career coming into this game. So getting him up to speed is going to be a big, big focus for this wide receiver room. The good news is he's playing his ass off despite the production, which was lackluster. And between him and Jameer Gibbs, uh, we might have the biggest complaint section in all of fantasy football, just according to the people and the nitwits that live in the fantasy community that I see. They're going to they're gonna want their stats, and I don't know that he's going to give them to them right away. But by year's end, I would anticipate, because the Lions have to, more from Jamison Williams. For now, he got on the field. And he was a key producer in the run game. Threw a big seal block on that nice touchdown run for David Montgomery. 
and otherwise showed up and played hard, which is at this point in that kid's career with all of the time that he's missed, about all that you can ask for. Wide receivers just stepped up. Amon Ross St. Brown being out should have been pivotal. It should have been crippling. It maybe should have been more of an impact. It wasn't because the rest of them stepped up and got the job done. Jared Goff is running this offense with incredible precision, and he looks in complete control of all of it. So no matter who's on the field, he's going to find a way to get you the ball when he needs to. And those guys are making plays. And that was really, really cool to see. It's a first place team playing first place ball. And I don't know what to do with my hands. It's a Ricky Bobby moment. That was the easiest week in memory as a Detroit Lions fan, just watching them go through, handle their business, hand a bad team a loss and move on to week number six. When they head to Tampa Bay and those god-awful throwback creamsicle puke uniforms. It's going to be a full eye of the bake show. We'll get more of that later in the week when I get to my wish list. Until then, enjoy life in first place. Let's bring it in here together. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Lions on three. One, two, three. Yes! You've had enough of that shit.